0: going on. True crime fans, I'm your host Teeth And I'm your host Daphne And you're listening to Going West
1: Hello everybody,
0: happy Friday Big thank you to everybody who recommended
1: this case, we have a bunch of you Thank you to Abby and Steven Heather, Melissa, Jamie Lauren, Donna Abby and Summer
0: Wow, that is a lot of recommendations for one case
1: Well, it's because this case it's a happening now case it occurred just a few months ago and it is still ongoing and this this is like a big 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 please share
0: and it's gonna piss you off
1: oh my god this is this case is making our blood boil so high i mean heath and i have been talking about it non-stop so please listen up please share and thank you guys so much for tuning in
0: all right guys this is episode 290 of going west so let's get into it
1: We've got a very different kind of sponsor for this episode. The Jordan Harbinger Show, a podcast you should definitely check out since you're a fan of high quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by interesting people.
0: The Jordan Harbinger Show covers such a wide range of topics through weekly interviews with heavy hitting guests. And there are a ton of episodes that you're going to find interesting.
1: Jordan is super charismatic and well-voiced, so I loved listening to his recent episode with Susan Casey called Unraveling Mysteries in the Ocean's Darkest Depths. It was so creepy and interesting, and he goes across every category with other episodes like Romance Twister, My Mister Once Dated My Sister, or his monthly Skeptical Sunday episodes about controversial topics from crystal healing to cannabis to Ouija boards.
0: There is something for everyone. We really enjoy this show, and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start. For some episode recommendations.
1: Or a search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: We are bringing you a case that has gained national and international attention, and it involves the disappearance of an 11-year-old girl from North Carolina named Madalena Kojakari. It has been almost two months since this little girl was last seen in public, just before Thanksgiving. But her mother and her stepfather waited three weeks to report her disappearance. What happened during those three weeks is a question that we still cannot answer. And we still don't know where Madalena is now.
0: Among the pixelated faces on this video is one that is clear as day.
2: Madalena Kojikari is getting off a school bus. It's November 21st, just before Thanksgiving break, about 5 o'clock. This is the last time she was known to be seen by anyone else other than her
0: mother and stepfather.
2: Catalina Kojakari's family says... Both her stepfather, Christopher Palmer and her mother, Diana Kojakari, were arrested. Investigators say they've conducted interviews across state lines. The news started gaining traction. People in the community started to worry. I pray for her safety. Bring her home wherever she is. Bring her home. I do remember her just playing alone, so I went to go play with her and we just connected. I'm just hoping so sincerely that uh, we find this little girl this is a serious case of a
1: child whose parents clearly are not telling us everything they know Madelina kojakari was born on april 11th 2011 to her mother diana kojakari now, while Madelina lived most recently in North Carolina, as we're going to get into, she was born in the European country of Moldova. And for those who are unfamiliar, Moldova is a small Eastern European nation that's a little bit bigger than the state of Maryland land-wise. But it has about a third of the population of Maryland, with a total of 2.6 million people as of recent. Madalina was raised speaking both Romanian, which is most widely spoken in Moldova, and English, and her mother also spoke some French. In her early to mid-20s, Madalina's mother, Diana, married a man in her hometown, and the two had Madalina together. But a short time later, they divorced, and Diana longed for just like a fresh start for herself and for her daughter, so she decided to move. And that's when Diana's own mother and father had also recently divorced. So Diana, her mom and her daughter all moved to Moldova's capital city of Chisinau. While living there, Diana participated in a recorded weight loss competition, which appeared on YouTube. And in her interview, she explained that she was recently divorced and that she was ready to find love again. And she really hoped for a stepfather for her daughter, Madalena, who was three years old at the time. The description of the project reads, quote, We present to you the third protagonist of the project, Lose Weight Healthy. Diana Kojikari is 29 years old, and her weight problems started three years ago after she gave birth to a little girl. Many people tried to motivate her to lose weight, but without success. Before enrolling in the project, Diana had a chaotic meal schedule and often skipped breakfast. Now, this project was run by an online women's magazine in Moldova called Unica.md, which calls itself a, quote, online magazine for women with the latest information in fashion, beauty, health, nutrition, sex, diets, and recipes from the best specialists in Moldova. And I'm just telling you guys this because this is one of the only places that we could really find a description of Diana just based on this random project that she was a part of.
0: Yeah, it appears that there's not a whole lot of other information about her out there on the internet. Yeah. So
1: this just kind of gives us the timeline of where she's living and when, what happened with Madalena's father, and then as Heath is going to go into how they got to North Carolina.
0: Yes, now, it's unclear where, when, or how Diana met her now-husband, but within the next few years, Madalena and Diana made the journey from now, Moldova, to the United States, and more specifically, Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, according to her LinkedIn profile, Diana's job in now ended in December of 2015, and a new one picked up in January of 2016 in North Carolina. So, I mean, it's pretty likely that that's when they relocated, when Madalena was around four years old. Now, Diana, who's now 37, married Christopher Pometer, who's now 60. The couple, along with Madalena, settled into the quaint, suburban town of Cornelius, which is a suburb that sits about 30 minutes north of the city of Charlotte, nestled along the very picturesque Lake Norman. Now, speaking about Christopher for a second here, his LinkedIn profile states that he works for Ingersoll Rand, which is an industrial machinery manufacturing company based in North Carolina. He's spent his career in manufacturing and aerospace and appears to have moved to North Carolina from Michigan. But, you know, other than that, we don't know a whole lot about Christopher. Diana's LinkedIn profile claims that she works as an independent beauty consultant for Mary Kay Cosmetics, and has since 2016. Now, it doesn't appear that Diana and her daughter maintained contact with Madalena's birth father, but if they have, no identifying information has been shared about him as of yet. In the fall of 2022, when this story takes place, 11-year-old Madalena was entering sixth grade at Bailey Middle School in Cornelius, North Carolina. She was known to be a bit shy at first, but those who knew her said that she was very warm and she was kind. A friend of hers from school recalled, quote, I do remember her just playing alone, so I went to go play with her and we just connected.
1: Madalena had a passion for horses and she loved to ride them when she could, but also really took pride in a collection of plastic horses that she owned. The FBI actually recently released pictures of her posing very proudly by the horse that she rode sometimes, whose name was Rain, and a shot of her showing off her prized plastic pony collection while standing on the beach, which we will share on our socials. She's also known for her love of ice cream. Sounds like Daphne. Yes, it does. So neighbors of the family in Cornelius claim that they mostly kept to themselves, calling them quiet and withdrawn. One neighbor stated, quote, I haven't seen mom quite as much, but I have seen the stepfather out with the daughter, just doing normal walks and bikes and stuff. They just seem so normal. It's just nothing stands out, you know? So that's kind of the more confusing part. An acquaintance of the family that the Kojikari family used to take vacations with went one step further and said that Diana and Christopher, quote, had no friends. The two did start to get involved in various gatherings from acquaintances who just wanted them to feel included, and also to make sure that Madalena, who as we know was an only child, had friends her age to play with. One attendee of these gatherings and group vacations, who was a woman named Michelle, was interviewed later and explained, quote, Our friend, whom we know the Kojakari family through, said that to us, like they had no friends. That's why they would come to this family friend get together. That was really one of their only social times. I'm not close enough to them to have known that, and that just came to light when we spoke to our mutual friend about it. She called Diana quiet and on the outskirts, saying they were, quote, nothing out of the norm, just more of a quiet to themselves kind of family. They did engage and talk and interact and have conversations with everyone, just more quiet. Now, obviously, there's nothing wrong with being like a quiet, more reserved family. There are some people that don't really like hanging out in big groups or being a part of that whole thing. Um, But these are just observations that we're bringing up from what people are saying about them. Now, as we're about to get into, Madalena did disappear And just to kind of, while we're talking about what people are saying about the family, Michelle says that she was absolutely floored when she learned about Madalena's disappearance and explained that her son used to love playing with her, and she called Madalena a sweet and normal little girl. Michelle said, quote, "...we're pretty shocked. My son would play with Madalena every year when we would have these vacations. They would come hang out and play and do kid things. So yeah, it's pretty shocking."
0: So now let's get into this time frame of Madalena's disappearance.
1: We're going to be talking about a lot of days. We're going to say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, this Monday, this Monday. So just try to uh, follow along with the days of the
0: week and the dates. Yes. So on Monday, November 21st, 2022, Madalena headed home on the bus as usual. And she was really excited for this extra long weekend break for Thanksgiving. The last time that she was seen in public was when she was captured on security camera footage getting off of her school bus at 4 59 PM.
1: And I just wanna mention that according to a school website, it says that this Bailey Middle School in Cornelius ends for the day at 4.15 p.m. for grades 6 through 8. And again, Madalena was in sixth grade. So then we can imagine that it would take time to, you know, get on the bus, for the bus to leave, and for the bus to make additional stops before Madalena's at nearly 5 p.m., which is 45 minutes after, you know, school ended for the day. So it's later than most schools that I'm aware of, like ending at four fifteen. I remember my school ended at three fifteen. Yeah, same. but it does click if her this timing does click if her school day kind of ended at four fifteen for yeah. everybody who's like, why is she only getting home at five pm.
0: Yeah, we didn't want to uh, confuse anybody by saying, oh, you know, like people thinking that oh, that's a that's a long time between like getting out of school and like and then getting home right. but it does it does make sense here. Exactly. So the very last time that she was officially seen that we know of was on this security camera footage on the bus, exiting the bus at 4.59 p.m. with multiple other students. And it's possible that this was the last stop because the bus's seats look completely empty as she and other students get off.
1: Yeah, it's like, it seemed like they were the remaining
0: kids on the bus getting off. And we're, we're going to post pictures, of course. Right. So one week later on Monday, November 28th. We're skipping ahead here. When the students at Bailey Middle School returned from their Thanksgiving break, Madalena was not one of them. The school made multiple attempts to contact Madalena's family, but all of these attempts were ignored. Exactly two weeks later, on Monday, December 12th, 2022, so three weeks after Madalena was last seen on that security camera footage on the school bus, a school resource officer from Bailey Middle School stopped by the house in an attempt to make contact with her or her parents, but nobody answered the door. So she left behind a truancy packet, just basically explaining what can happen to Madalena and her parents if she continues to be absent from school. Now, two days later, on Wednesday, December 14th, 2022, Madalena's mother, Diana, finally called the school back and agreed to come in with Madalina on the following day. But the next day, on December 15th, when she arrived at that school, Madalina was not with her. Diana claimed that she had not seen her daughter since Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022, around noon. So over three weeks prior, the day after she was seen getting off of that bus. The fact that the day before coming into
1: school, Diana says she'll bring in Madalena and then she shows up and says, well, actually I haven't seen her in weeks is so fishy on its own, but then accompanied by the fact that she herself didn't report not seeing her 11 year old daughter for three weeks. Like that's fishy on top of fishy.
0: Well, yeah, but finally that day, which again was Thursday, December 15th, 2022, Madalena Kojikari was reported missing. Yeah, finally. And I feel like it's safe to assume that Diana probably wasn't the one to report her missing.
1: Right, or at least the one to instigate that. Because clearly, as we've seen just just by the information that we have, the school is more concerned about where she is than her mother seems to be.
0: Right, and considering that she was a minor and she had been missing for so long her house was searched immediately for signs of blood, a struggle, or a possible abduction. But police quickly realized that the perpetrators that they were looking for may in fact be in the house searching alongside them.
1: Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, Cornelius police were suspicious of Madalena's mother, Diana, and her stepfather, Christopher.
0: And I just gotta say real quick, uh, every time I look at Christopher's face, I just feel like he has this bad aura, like he, he looks like a bad guy to me.
1: Not that looks mean shit, but I know what you mean. You know
0: what I'm talking about, I though. I do
1: know what you're talking about. So not only did they wait over three weeks to report Madalena's disappearance, but they just couldn't seem to get their stories to align. After telling Madalena's school that she hadn't seen her daughter since November 22nd at noon... Diana then changed her story and said that she had actually last seen her the day after that on Wednesday, November 23rd at 10 p.m. as they both headed to bed. So that's like a day this, and a half later.
0: Yeah, like this makes any sort of difference. She still has been missing for three weeks. Well, that's
1: true. But it, it is still weird to say I last saw her one day at noon. But then actually I did see her the next, the next day at bedtime. Like this is just very different situations. Yeah. So she claimed that she had gone into Madalena's room the next day, which was Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, November 24th, around 11.30 a.m., and just found that she was gone.
0: So no other explanation, just she was gone.
1: Diana said she noticed there was clothing and a backpack missing from Madalena's bedroom. And this feels like she's trying to hint to police oh maybe she ran away right still doesn't still doesn't add up with what you're telling us
0: now she's 11 years old
1: and you still didn't report her missing so exactly. everything you're saying just feels very suspicious anyway and hard to trust. So when asked why she did not report her daughter missing at that time, she claimed that she was worried it would, quote, start conflict between her and Christopher. What kind of bullshit is that, though? It's heavy bullshit. Oh, God. So her family reportedly urged her to go to the police, but she told them the same thing she told the school and the police later, that she was worried that it was co- it would cause conflict between her and her husband. Now, Christopher, on the other hand, gave a very different account entirely for when he had last seen Madalena, although they had supposedly all been in the house together. Both Diana and Christopher mentioned having an argument on the evening of Wednesday, November 23rd, but did not disclose what it was about or if Madalena was involved. They also both mentioned that Christopher had just returned from a trip home to visit his family in Michigan. Diana stated that, quote, she and her husband, Christopher Palmiter, argued that night and the next morning, he drove to his family's house in Michigan to recover some items. One thing I want to say really quick. So they're saying, oh, we got in a fight on Wednesday, November 23rd, and that was just when he had gotten home from a trip, but then it turns out he took a trip after this.
0: Yeah. It's very different. And we're also going to get into the details and why this just seems so damn suspicious. Well, also,
1: I mean, people leave town all the time, obviously, especially around the holidays. But as we always say, it just looks extra suspicious if you leave town or take a long drive around the time that someone you know goes missing, especially when you're thought to possibly be involved in that. And this would have been the day or two days after... When I say this would have been, I mean, um, Christopher going to Michigan would have been the day or two after Madalena was apparently last seen by them. So, and he went to recover some items, whatever the hell that means. Well, yeah, let's talk
0: about why that's so sketchy.
1: Okay. So neither he nor Diana have elaborated on the purpose of the trip to Michigan, except that he was visiting family. And like I said, needed to pick up some items.
0: So he left early on the morning of Thanksgiving, which was of course, Thursday, November 24th, 2022, and returned about 48 hours later. Now, police found this incredibly suspicious. Not only the timing, because you know he had left the same time that Diana claims to have last seen her daughter, but also the fact that he departed on a national holiday instead of spending it with his family. And on top of this, the drive from Cornelius, North Carolina to Holland, Michigan, which is where he apparently traveled and had some family living at the time, uh, is about 12 hours one way. So for a two-day trip, he spent only one day at his destination and one full day in the car. I mean, if not more time considering stops and such.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would mean that
0: he spent more
1: time in the car than he did with his family in Michigan, even though he drove all that way. Like it's about 12 hours from um, LA to where your parents live in Oregon. Imagine driving all the way up there and just staying for one day and then coming all the way back. Like you know how intense that drive is.
0: It's a long drive. Yeah. And yes. it
1: feels like way more than 12 hours. It feels like days.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really does. And to go all the way there just to recover some items or get some items or for whatever he said, um, it just feels. Weird. Yeah. And I know
1: we keep saying that quote of recover some items, but it's because we don't know what the hell that means, which
0: just feels even more bizarre. Well, Christopher told police that he left later in the evening on Wednesday, November 23rd, after the couple's argument. He also said that he had left alone and had not known where Madalena was at that time, let alone, you know, brought her with him.
1: Well, and what we know is that Diana said that he had left on the morning of Thanksgiving and I know if she had been living in the States for about six years, she probably would have gotten more and more used to the Thanksgiving holiday, which we she had would not have had, sorry, in Moldova, obviously. Um, but I do feel like it's easier to remember things that happen on a significant day. Like, for example, a holiday. You remember what you did last Christmas, but you might not remember what you did last December 18th, right? Sure. So... Even though this wouldn't have been a holiday, she had celebrated too, too many times. She had been for years. So to say he left that morning, whereas he's saying he left the night before, that's very different.
0: Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And, you know, for anybody who's wondering about Christopher and, you know, possibly if he has any sort of criminal background. It appears that he does not, and he only has a few, like, traffic interactions. Right. Or infractions, sorry. (laughs) Well,
1: in an even stranger twist, Diana also went on a solo trip around this time. Now, she claimed that she was by herself, but some have now wondered whether she brought Madalena with her and that something happened to her daughter along the way or that she did something with her daughter's possible remains along the way, especially since Diana, like Christopher, was totally hushed on the details of the trip for whatever reason. So she had driven to the Asheville area of North Carolina in the Blue Ridge Mountains, which is in Madison County, and it's about a two-hour trip from Cornelius. And due to this, police put out a notice asking for assistance and information that read, quote, One of the family members was in the Madison County area of North Carolina. We are seeking firsthand eyewitness information from anyone who may have seen this Prius or white female in the Madison County area. The notice showed two selfies taken by Diana with the mountains in the background and also contained a picture of her green 2008 Prius. And the family member that police are talking about Was later identified as Diana Kojikari. But get this allegedly, Diana had a run in with the police in the Prius along the way. She was reportedly stopped on the side of the road, claiming she was tired and just taking a break from driving. And this was believed to have taken place on or around wednesday november 23rd and she had been
0: alone in the car so let's talk about this we've got the stepfather making a trip 12 hours to michigan we've got the mother taking a two-hour trip north to Asheville at the
1: same time like if this happened on wednesday november 23rd that would have been the time that she claimed that she had gotten in that fight with christopher But even if it was just around this time, it's still right in the middle of the days that Madalena went missing and Christopher took a drive of his own. Like, it's just like this,
0: it's so jumbled. Yeah, the timing just, the timing makes no sense for the two of you to go on two separate trips when your daughter... Is now missing.
1: Yeah, and we're actually gonna bring I'm gonna bring her up right now regarding like, oh, by the way, where is she? So one internet sleuth pointed out that Diana had uploaded multiple pictures of herself in the mountainous landscape to an album on Facebook, and that in one of the pictures it may have appeared as if Madalena was in the background. However, aside from the fact that she went to Asheville, those claims are just all conjecture and have not been confirmed by law enforcement, and we do not have those photos. And when Diana and Christopher returned from their respective trips, they apparently asked each other where Madalena was and if the other had seen her, and they both said no. And yet they still declined to report her missing. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out
0: if it's right for you. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe
1: With fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/slash going west. There's no safe like simply safe. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live claritin clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with
0: samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better.
1: I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin-D. With how busy our schedules are, Heath and I are constantly ordering food and groceries from DoorDash. It just saves us a ton of time when we can't run to the store for ingredients or don't feel like cooking and want delicious takeout instead. But delivery fees can definitely add up,
0: and this is why we have DashPass by DoorDash. DashPass is an exclusive membership from DoorDash that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders as well as member-only deals and discounts.
1: Which is why DashPass is the most affordable way to get anything and everything you need delivered right to your door, and fast, for just $9.99 a month.
0: Which means DoorDash quickly pays for itself in just two orders on average. So whether you order every day or just a couple of times a month, you'll save with DashPass.
1: Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else.
0: So before that quick break, Daphne told us that Diana and Christopher both went on solo trips and had apparently asked each other where 11-year-old Madalina was, to which they both said that they hadn't seen her, and then they didn't report her missing.
1: Also, I mean, this isn't your cat that, like, sleeps outside sometimes and comes and goes. This is your minor child. So to supposedly say, oh, yeah, have you seen her? Like, that's such negligence. But I don't even think I believe that conversation took place because... I believe they know exactly where she is.
0: Yeah, and this is just our opinions at this point, but I feel like there's probably a lot of you that agree with this. Yeah, this is like this is like common ground for the most part. So leading up to the end of that year, with more and more time elapsing between the investigation and when Madalena was last seen, the Cornelius Police Department attempted to put together the pieces of Diana's and Christopher's personal lives that may have led Madalena to this fate. So several states, including North Carolina, have enacted what's come to be known as Kaylee's Law, named after Casey Anthony's deceased daughter, Kaylee Anthony, which makes it a felony to fail to report when a child is missing. So on December 17th, 2022, Diana Kojikari and Christopher Pometer were arrested for failing to report Madalena's disappearance when she originally went missing. Within just a week of beginning their investigation, the Cornelius Police Department contacted both the FBI and North Carolina's State Bureau of Investigation for assistance. But the law enforcement agencies have managed to keep most of the details about this ongoing investigation private, and Diana and Christopher have yet to give them any new or revelatory information while in custody. The family's house on Victoria Bay Drive in Cornelius was searched multiple times, and by the way, to give you guys a bit of a visual, this house is a beautiful 4 bedroom home in a residential neighborhood with houses almost all around it. So it's very visible to the neighbors. Yeah,
1: we're going to post photos too cuz I think that is important to note that
0: this isn't some like secluded house. It's it's very visible. Exactly. So according to some reports after searching the home, they showed a particular interest in the fire pit in the backyard. One officer also said that he noticed that it appeared that they were doing some construction on the kitchen. His account explained, quote, While in the residence, I noticed an area blocked with plywood off the kitchen. They had planned to make a separate apartment. Very interesting timing.
1: Again, maybe a coincidence, maybe not. Possibly, yeah. So among the items taken from the home were three cell phones, which was strange because Diana claimed that Madalena did not have a cell phone. So there were three between Diana and Christopher alone, and police have not explained who's belonged to who. Like if Diana had two, if Christopher had two, had or, or what the situation was there. Now, scent dogs were brought through the house and also employed to search Diana's Prius, which was parked out front. These canines indicated to there being narcotics in one of the passenger side doors. So Diana's car was seized for further inspection. Reportedly, the car contained evidence of drug paraphernalia and potential evidence of human trafficking. We're not sure what the evidence was in addition to the possible narcotics. Still, the investigation was slow, which was a major frustration to the community, those investigating, and anyone who knew or advocated for Madalena. Cornelius Police Captain Jenny Thomas said, quote, This is a serious case of a child whose parents are clearly not telling us everything they know. The search then extended to nearby Lake Norman, searching for a potential location where a body may have been discarded. The Cornelius Police Department announced, quote, as part of the normal investigative process, we are expanding our search to include Lake Cornelius as a precautionary measure. I just want to mention, they did say Lake Cornelius. When I look up Lake Cornelius, it's like Lake Norman comes up, so I feel like maybe people call it that too,
0: just not to confuse you guys. So, while most of the search warrant was redacted by a judge to prevent the public from gaining access to pertinent details about this case, the details that were released were alarming and pointed to multiple possible scenarios. One new revelation was the potential involvement of a member of Diana's family. The man whom Diana initially called a distant relative and seemed to try to downplay was actually her nephew, and he had lived with them at the house in Cornelius. Octavian Chobano stayed with Diana, Christopher, and Madalena at their home for multiple months in 2019, so three years before Madalena went missing. The woman who started the Madalena Kojikari Missing Facebook group wrote of him, quote, Octavian Chobano is now married and lives in his own home in Florida and has ties to both Orlando and St. Cloud. In view of the fact that law enforcement has confiscated both of Madalena's passports, there is a possibility that she is being hidden somewhere, possibly in Florida. Now, while this sounds pretty far-fetched, it actually aligns with something that Diana allegedly said herself. The search warrant apparently details that Diana asked Octavian if he would help smuggle both her and Madalena away from North Carolina and away from Christopher. She explained that her marriage was, quote, a bad relationship and that she wished to seek a divorce. On December 2nd,
1: 2022, so a couple weeks after Madalena was last seen, investigators gleaned from her phone records that Diana had extensive contact with Octavian. When they searched Octavian's phone and records, they found calls and communication with, quote, phone numbers belonging to unidentified targets involved in ongoing drug and narcotic trafficking investigations. So this could point to a number of possible conclusions. For example, Octavian could be hiding Madalena somewhere, like maybe in an attempt to keep her safe, or Christopher could have found out about her plans to take Madalena away and gotten ahead of her by taking her somewhere himself but these are just speculative theories. Now, many have also posited that trafficking is involved instead of murder. It could be familial trafficking, which is where a member of the victim's own family, such as Octavian, takes or sells the child. Or it could be that Diana, Christopher, or Octavian were involved in illicit drug and trafficking activity, and Madalena was tragically caught in the crossfire somehow. While this may provide absolutely no connection to what happened to Madalena, many have pointed out that Eastern Europe, which remember is where Madalena and Diana come from, is struggling with human trafficking. So basically Moldova is a relatively new country. It declared its independence in 1991 after the Soviet Union dissolved. And Moldova has faced economic and social hardships, which obviously have just worsened because of the war in neighboring Ukraine and actually has one of the weakest economies in Europe, second only to Ukraine. And because of this, human trafficking is sadly rampant. And while the government has reported that about a few hundred people are trafficked every year there, the actual number is believed to be much higher. So a lot of people wonder if there is somehow a connection here.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely a possibility and should, should not be overlooked in this case.
1: I definitely agree. And I know that some of these theories include Diana trying to keep Madalena safe and that there might be evidence that she was trying to do this and was giving this information to Octavian. But I just have a hard time getting behind that theory because even if she was trying to escape her relationship like, and didn't report Madalena missing because she knew that she wasn't actually missing then for her to like go on a trip to the mountains at this time and have a really complicated version of events. And then for her to even get arrested in the swing of it, instead of finally just telling police what's going on. I just have a hard time believing that she's a victim in this though, to be fair, we really have no evidence of anything. These are all just total theories. So like if Madeline is alive and her mom was just trying to keep her safe, like I will eat my words. But until then I'm just very skeptical about her behavior.
0: Well, and the reason why I'm skeptical about this as well is because she and Christopher are still in jail to this day, and she is still not mentioned to investigators that, hey, my daughter is safe. Even if she just said, hey, my daughter's safe, I'm not telling you where she is um, because I don't want Christopher to find out. She's still in jail, like this is this is your opportunity to say if you know where she is, say it.
1: Yes, that's what I mean. Like. I, I don't know what it's like to be in her shoes if those are the shoes that she's in, but it, it also just feels like you are in the position where you can probably explain this, but maybe she's also in the position where she is a part of something um, or she, her maybe Octavian or somebody else is involved in trafficking or illicit drug activity and maybe she can't say what she wants to say because it could backfire in other
0: ways. Sure, I mean, there are definitely different scenarios and possibilities that would allow her to keep this information quiet, but it just it right. just doesn't feel that way, does it? I agree.
1: It? No, I, I just don't think it does.
0: So reporters managed to get in touch with Diana's father, Madalena's grandfather, Victor, back in Moldova, and they spoke with him. He said that the last time he spoke to his daughter and his granddaughter was, on, uh, was in October of 2022, so the month prior to Madalina's disappearance. Madalina speaks almost exclusively in English these days, but still knows a bit of Romanian, and they would communicate in their native tongue. Victor said that they both seemed happy, although he thought that Christopher seemed controlling, as they would only call when he was away from the house. Victor remembers Diana saying that Christopher discouraged her from talking to her family back in Moldova. When asked what he thought happened to his granddaughter, he guessed that Christopher had kidnapped her. In a heartbreaking letter penned to the FBI, an anonymous member of Madalena's family expressed their heartbreak at the situation and the subsequent lack of answers and accountability from her parents. The handwritten letter was released by the FBI to the public, hoping to garner sympathy and subsequent answers. The Cornelius Police Department stated, "'Please read it and put yourself in their shoes.'"
1: And the letter reads, "'We as a family are devastated and absolutely heartbroken "'to learn that Madalena is missing. "'We love Madalena and are shocked by these circumstances. "'This is something no child or family "'should ever have to endure.'" Our family is doing everything we know to do to support the efforts to find Madalena and bring her home. We are and continue to have hope and positivity in this difficult time and pray that she is found safe very soon. We know and greatly appreciate that the local state, national and online communities have come together to share flyers and offer positive support, hold prayer vigils, support law enforcement and are doing everything possible to find and bring Madalena home safely. We are also appreciative of all the efforts, the endless hours and boots on the ground at the local, state and federal law enforcement agencies with the same goal. Madalena is a beautiful, smart, kind, and loving 11-year-old girl with greatness in her future. We are desperate to find her right now. She needs all of our help. We ask for your continued positive support and sharing far and wide the posters and pictures of Madalena. Each and every share may be one step closer to finding her. If you believe you have seen Madalena or have any information related to her whereabouts, please contact your local law enforcement agency or the Cornelius North Carolina Police Department and come forward with this information. Anything may help. Our family would like to express sincere gratitude to each and every one of you for your support. Our family will continue to do everything we know and learn to do for Madalena's safe return home blessings and remember that letter is from an anonymous member of Madalena's family so we don't know who
0: wrote that as of March 24th 2023 when we're releasing this episode Diana Kojikari and Christopher Palmeter are still being held in prison awaiting sentencing for their felony charges Christopher is being held on a $200,000 bond with Diana set at $250,000 so far in the months since their arrest neither have been able to come up with the money necessary to post bail but if they did they would have to surrender their passports to ensure that they wouldn't flee the country it also appears that they have not secured attorneys at the time of her disappearance madalina kojikari stood at about 4 feet 11 inches tall and weighed about 90 pounds she has brown hair and brown eyes and was last seen wearing a white t-shirt under a jacket, jeans, and pink, purple, and white Adidas brand tennis shoes. If you have any information about the disappearance of Madelina Kojikari, please call the Cornelius Police Department at 704-892-7773. You can also submit a tip at tips.fbi.gov.
1: Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West.
0: Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And on Tuesday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into.
1: As was said in that family letter, and as we said in the beginning of the episode, please do not forget to share this as as of when we're releasing this episode. Sorry. It has been um, pretty much exactly five months that Madelina disappeared or since Madalena disappeared. So please, please share her photo, share this case, share this episode, whatever you choose to do. Um, more people need to know about this and really to put the pressure on the investigation. So
0: hopefully answers are uncovered soon. Yeah, we need to bring that baby home. I mean, she's she's A beautiful 11-year-old girl, and, you know, she's got family that are still waiting for answers. And a
1: long life ahead of her if she is still with us.
0: Yes, so please, again, like Daphne said, just make sure that you share. And we really appreciate every single one of you guys that listens to Going West. And we just love the hell out of you. Yes, we do. If
1: you guys want bonus episodes, that means more than our usual two episodes of Going West a week. We do have bonus episodes. We have eighty-six now. We actually just released um, an episode or an episode, sorry, about Paige Dockerty. Um, she was murdered in Scotland in two thousand sixteen. That case is so devastating and unbelievable. Just the way that the story unravels and how they caught her killer because of surveillance footage.
0: It's just so senseless. It's
1: insane. So we just released um, her story on Apple subscriptions and Patreon. If you want to subscribe either place, that would be awesome if you want to listen to those. But if not, we will see you next week. All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger.